It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Party! Hello, everybody. It's Go Birds number 65 right here. Radio.com, Sports Radio 94 WIP. John Barchard with you, along with James Seltzer, after just putting down the lovely, the very talented Zoe Seltzer. I, we got a, I hear we got a chest sleep tonight, Mr. Seltzer. Yeah, we got some good chess napping that's going on, John. It was it was strong work from Zoe. Uh, well, hopefully she really. She was clearly incredibly excited about the schedule release. She had to nap, <laughs> yeah, so. and you'll you'll inform her of everything that's going on in uh, in the morning here. But uh, I know we'll do like game by game stuff, and we'll do the stupid win loss thing, which I absolutely hate and James absolutely loves. But we're gonna do it anyway because that's what we're supposed to do, I guess. Uh, but. I got a gripe already. Before we get into everything, I've got a huge gripe, James. I Uh-oh. cannot believe that there are five primetime games for your Philadelphia Eagles. I used to get excited about this stuff, but man, that is a pain in the ass. And frankly, the players don't like that. You know, I mean, like uh, one or two, and I think uh, I saw Chris Long explain it as well. And I think uh, uh, Jeff Schwartz had a good uh, article about it. Like five primetime games. Come on, man! Like this, this is eight o'clock Sunday, eight o'clock Monday night. Uh, there's a what? There's a uh, the, the Thursday night football in week four. I guess that's good, and you get it out of the way. But I don't know. Where do you stand on the primetime games? I like one or two, but five five is too many for me. Yeah. Well, look, there are multiple levels of it. As someone has to get up at six in the morning to go <laughs> in, and you know you have to stay up late to watch these games, all that stuff. From that perspective. Five's a lot, but I also think that I, I'm with you, man. Like, I like – it's tough to wait all day to watch your team play. It saps some of the juice out of it. I know there's some juice to a, a, a you know, primetime game from a different perspective, but at least from a, a watching it perspective, it saps some of your juice having to wait all day. Yeah. And, and I get it from the player perspective, too. It throws off your rhythm and your clock and all that type of stuff. You want to go out there, get your game done, and go back and relax and all that. But I look, 
Uh, it's like one of those double-edged swords, right? You want your team to be good enough, compelling enough, fun enough, and to be in those national games. But then when you are, you're like, it's a lot of late nights, man. A lot lot of late nights. It's funny though. You know, John, like if it were the other way around and they had one primetime game, we'd be like the outrage. How dare they? This team is great. How could they possibly (laughs) won the Super Bowl two years ago? So I don't know. I'm with you in theory. It's just, you know, it is what it is. I think the old me would have thought that way, but I, I demand one, one o'clock, four 25ers. Uh, you put them everywhere. Like I yeah, love. Yeah, four twenty-five is my jam. Yes, I'm a, I'm a big four twenty-five. Same guy. as as am I. Because you get the you still get the spotlight. Because basically everybody's just watching that game anyway. And then yeah, they don't barely do any anymore. It's like three yeah. games at four o'clock, and <laughs> yeah. and two of them are usually fucking awful. Yes, yeah, it's usually like Arizona and San Francisco that got you know melded into that spot, and that's everybody complains like, oh my god, I'm can't believe I live in this dumb state where they have to broadcast this game. But nonetheless, I actually think the schedule, and again, we'll do wins and losses and stuff, but uh, is there anything that jumps out at you? I think the beginning of the season is actually great. I think it's set up perfectly through the first four weeks, and obviously uh, Green Bay's kind of stuck in there in week four in that Thursday night game, as I mentioned, but um, out of the gate with with Washington as you're open at 1 o'clock, which, again, absolutely love. Don't have to wait at all. You're right there. Then you go... Uh, a Sunday night football uh, against uh, the Falcons down in Atlanta. You come home to Detroit, and then you go to Green Bay. First half or first quarter of the schedule. What's on your mind there, James? Well, I mean, on a macro perspective, yeah. the number one thing that that hits me in a very clear, very decisive way: the Eagles are going sixteen and zero. <laughs> that is the, my first takeaway Forgot when I get saw that it. Out of the way. Yeah. Um, Look, I think I, I'm with you. I think that when you look at the way the schedule shaked out, and um, I'll, I'll get to the first quarter in a second, but just from a large-scale perspective, I think it's really good. I think it's a really good draw for the Eagles. And and as you said, we'll do the win-loss thing. And, and it, of course it's stupid because by the time the season rolls around, you know, one team we weren't expecting to be great is going to be great, and one team in this and that. You know, it always happens, but – I do think that the way it's laid out, they only have one spot where there are three games on a row on the road. And then that area after, I know we'll get to it, but the the at home for Chicago bye week, yeah. at home New England, at home Seattle. I mean, those are potentially their three toughest games of the season, and they're all at home, and there's a bye week in the middle of them. So I think from that perspective, I think the schedule looks really friendly. Um, I, I agree with you as well that the first four look pretty solid, home away, home away. You'd prefer that Atlanta and Green Bay were here and you're going to the other two because you want the you know tougher teams at home. But um, I think that I think the way it shakes out is good. I think you figure Washington get them rolling to start the season and then at Atlanta on a Sunday night is a fun gauge them early type game and. Um, at Green Bay, I think Green Bay could be a dumpster fire this year. So I'm not as worried about them. Aaron Rodgers scares you. Um, that is a Thursday nighter, though. I guess that's kind of the one thing you worry about with that is going Thursday night on the road to Green Bay. Um, that's a bit of a bummer, and it's a bit of a bummer for all the people who want to go out for it because um, I'm sure there are a lot of people who want to go to the mecca of football. Yes. But um, I do think that that's a solid uh, first four. John. Yeah, I was actually surprised that we uh, you said what I was thinking, which I also believe that Green Bay could be a great dumpster fire this year, and I don't think that's been said enough. But again, it's still Lambo, it's still away, it's on a short week. He never really liked those scenarios, but um, yeah, I love it, and I'm I would say that that is a a three and one out of the gate 
uh, type of schedule to me. Uh, and I, I, you know, I'll put the wins in in Washington in a, in a, yeah three and zero, and then they lose on on Thursday night, and it probably won't happen because it never happens the way we predict any of these things. But three and one after four weeks, what say you? Um, at the risk of, of us sounding a little too uh, on the nose, I agree with you. Three and one. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but I actually think they go to Green Bay and win. I, okay. I know that the short week on Thursdays is tough, but this past season we've seen a lot more road teams play better in those Thursday games. I think teams yeah. are getting more accustomed to it. And I just don't think Green Bay is going to be very good, like we said. And and I know Aaron Rodgers can, can kill you, but I'm actually going to give the loss at Atlanta week two. Uh, I think, you know, look, last two times Atlanta's got some – revenge on their mind i think atlanta you know will be competitive again i think they'll be a solid football team again a lot of tough injuries for them last year so uh, i'm gonna say they go three and one with the loss in atlanta uh i yeah okay yeah that's i mean we're i in the we can see that either way and just so you know during the season um something new that i would like to do and i think it's going to be fun and you guys let us know if it's where they are not at go birds pod i want to look ahead always so along with the eagle stuff i do want to scout these teams through training camp you know through the first couple of weeks of the season obviously so we're always going to have a look ahead of uh, of the first you know three or four teams that are upcoming next on the schedule and i think that's going to be pretty fun to kind of do uh this season so the next four i don't know it's a mixed bag of stuff i don't really know what to make of it i'm not exactly sure what the jets uh, are going to be and obviously Le'Veon Bell, uh, my favorite baby brother, who I wish was here. And r- people, you know, thought that running backs mattered and uh, that there was no salary cap. But unfortunately, it doesn't work here. And I am still not uh, as big a fan as Sam Darnold as a lot of people are. And listen, in the second year. You know, we've seen it with Wentz. We've seen it with a lot of good young quarterbacks that they just kind of go out and excel. I don't know what to make of the Jets, but I'm sure as shit know that they're going to fuck this draft up. <laughs> I know they are, and that's why like, I'm still not sold that there's this big improvement coming from the Jets. So I I really like that after a, a you know a 10-day layoff and then going to face them at home. And then there's three away games in a row, James. Not, not, uh, not great. But, uh, again, uh, three out of the four of these are 1 o'clock starts. I do like that. Then they go to Minnesota. Then it's uh, Sunday night football with our favorite football team, the Dallas Cowboys. And then we go see uh, Shady McCoy the next week up in Buffalo uh, there. What say you about the next four games on the schedule here, James? Yeah, I actually I think this is going to be a tough stretch for the Eagles. I think they beat the Jets, and then I think they go into a bit of a stumble. I I think they lose in Minnesota, John. I know they've owned Minnesota, but I think at some point the Vikings find a way to get to them in a game that ultimately doesn't have super big implications in it. You think Kirk Cousins might show up a little bit. So I think they lose at Minnesota. I think they lose at Dallas. I think they're going to split Dallas. I think they win at home, but I'm going to give them back-to-back losses here before they rebound in Buffalo. That Buffalo game is going to be a critical game the third one on the road, they're going to be beat up. I think they find a way to win it before they come home uh, for their toughest stretch of the season. So I'm going to go two and two in that stretch, winning the first and the last, beating the AFC East opponents, but stumbling in the middle of it, Johnny. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to take the opposite approach here. I think that they beat the Jets. I believe that's probably going to be obvious to a lot of people. Um I'm going to say that Buffalo is the weird one. I think they take care of the Vikings and they finally, 
get over that hump and beat the, the Dallas Cowboys there in week seven. And then I think they lose to Buffalo because it's sandwiched right in between. Listen, you've got the Vikings, Dallas, and I know I'm looking ahead here, but then you've got the Bears and the Patriots and then the Seahawks all at home after that. And again, it's your third game on the road. And I have a suspicion that it's that's, you know, that's typically when a lot of the, the bigger injuries come up. There's probably a lots of dings and and, and guys that you're going to count on that aren't going to be there for that Buffalo game, and it's just going to be a weird one where uh, some random like 20 to 20 to 17, uh, yeah, the Buffalo will officially be the trap game, and you'll probably hear that all freaking year as well. So I apologize for getting it started early here in April. But I, I, I like that anyway. So we're still splitting two and two. So it's – what are we at now? Because uh, I can't do math. Five and five, – We're at five and three. Five and three. As it happens, and then, like I mentioned before, uh, just a, a couple of seconds ago, the Bears come in Sunday, 1 o'clock again. If it's a night game, I feel nervous, but 1 o'clock is great for the Bears. Still not a believer in that offense and uh, that quarterback I, at all. Like, I I, I, I really thought, think that the Bears' best opportunity to go to the Super Bowl was last year, and again, we're doing this without draft and without anything. I think the Bears fall back a little bit. I don't think that there's, like, a large advance and you know they're the the same defense and they're you know really killing it out there and Mitch Trubisky is we're still waiting for that big hey it's his third year thing like I don't think and I've thought this forever like Trubisky is just not a guy that you can go win games with he he can win games with a, a ton of stuff around him and Nagy being an excellent coach but um I think this is I think this is an easy win in, against Chicago in week nine I really do and then they have the bye week after that, uh, the Patriots. Uh, I I don't know if you know this, James, but there was a pretty important football game, and that was the last time that the Eagles face the Patriots. So that'll be fun, and I believe the Patriots have a bye week coming into that as well. So both teams are fresh at four twenty-five. That should be fun. Sunday night football against the Seahawks, and I know for sure on the week thirteen, a one o'clock start is away. In Miami, and fans of Philly will be taking us down to Miami in the middle of De- – well, not in the middle, at the very start of December. And nothing sounds better than going to Miami uh, December 1st. And uh, I can't wait to get down there, and I hope uh, everybody can join us. Fansofphilly.com uh, to – I'm guessing right now he's got his deposits open for that. So what do you make of the the next four there, James? Bears, bye week, Patriots, uh, Seattle, and then uh, away in Miami. Yeah, it's a look. I think as we kind of mentioned, when you look at the schedule, the three, you know, if you're going to put Seattle in there, but certainly New England and Chicago, the two toughest teams on the schedule in terms of last year's production. And um, I think this is a really fun little stretch of football here. And I love that they're all at home. I think from a schedule God's perspective or AK, whoever that dude is who does the schedule, if he still does it, I I think they shine down. What'd you say? I said his name's Frank, by the way. Pretty sure that's the Frank. guy that just does it. Well, yeah. Frank smiled down on the Eagles, giving us these three <laughs> at home in a row here. Um, I think they come home after winning in Buffalo. They're feeling the swagger. They see the Bears. Carson Wentz says, I didn't get to play you in the playoffs, so guess what? I'm going to whoop your ass, too. I think they beat the Bears. I'm with you. Bye week. Guess what, John? Tom Brady doesn't forget what happened in the Super Bowl. But neither does Brandon Graham. He strip fumbles again to lose the game. The Eagles win that one. Coming into Sunday night on a three-game winning streak. They're feeling it. Oh, but Johnny, that that familiar kryptonite, it returns. That fucking Russell Wilson, man. Rusty. 
Rusty Wilson, the highest paid quarterback in the league. He eats us up. They lose that Sunday nighter, but then they go down to Miami and they get a home crowd and they win <laughs> three and one over that stretch. Johnny over a tough stretch. I'll take three wins there. Any day of the week. I'm eight and four right now, Johnny. Eight and four. Uh, yeah. Let Kyle Krabs know over at the draft network that we are going to take over his stadium uh, down in Miami. I can't wait for that. Yeah. So I'll obviously the bears, uh, when I actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the Patriots and the Seahawks beat uh, the Eagles at home, and everybody kind of freaks out there. But I'm with you. I think they you know, take care of business down in Miami. So uh, I think I have them. Uh, at seventy-five. I'm at eight and four. Is that right? I believe that's where we're at uh, right there. And then this is see, this is beautiful. This is it, the, I love this schedule so much. Again. Not a big fan of the primetime games, but this is this has probably been my favorite Eagles schedule that I've seen. Ooh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say since Chip's first year. Like this is all set up perfectly for fun, for arguments, for debates, and having every single division game to finish the season is amazing. So it's uh, Giants uh, at home, then a Washington away. Dallas comes here, and then the Giants uh, again just uh, three weeks later after their first visit in Philadelphia. They head up to New Jersey uh, to uh, take care of, hopefully, take care of business there. Wrap up the season just before New Year's. Um, I also want to bless everybody. There's no New Year's game. There's no <laughs> there's no Christmas game. There's no Hanukkah. Well, there's a Hanukkah game, uh, and depending on where that's at. But more than likely, there will be there. Uh, the uh, the Cowboys game is a Monday nighter, uh, and the same with uh, the Giants at home too. Uh, no, I checked that four twenty five. I was reading that wrong, but still uh, basically the same. So we're gonna get bucked, and we're gonna get Aikman uh, on in week sixteen. But I. Uh, I, I'm still trying to figure out what the Giants want to do, and there's been a lot of rumors. and And uh, DJ's last mock draft has sent everybody in in a in a little bit of a wildfire here too. Is if the Giants are taking a quarterback at six, God bless them, and especially if it's that kid from Duke, because <laughs> I think that's who we had slated there as the uh, the number two quarterback that's going on there. I I don't I'm I'm not a believer in anybody in this division except for the Cowboys. And, and I know even then people are still kind of reluctant to do it, even though they looked really good last year. Um, I, uh, I, 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 I think they sweep the Giants and Washington, and I think they split here. Um, or no, uh, they lose here because I had them winning away. So the Cowboys will win this one at home. And uh, that makes me – I was where was I at, James? You're, uh, so you're at 10 and 6. 10 and 6. So one more – yeah, 10 and 6. I, I love that. I think 10 and 6 rolling into it and and the, and beating the Giants to go win the division is kind of how I see this thing. I know it's kind of the same prediction. I feel like 10 and 6 is a bullshit. Like, ah, fuck you. Go go one way or the other. Make, make them great at 11 wins or don't make them not as good at 9. But that's how I ended up at 10 and 6 here. James, do you, uh, you feel the same thing here? Obviously not, John, because I yeah. won't make a bullshit prediction like that. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going one higher. I have Maiden forwarding into the last four. I have them finishing at eleven and five. Uh, I have them winning in uh, at New or to beat New York at home. But Johnny, you're not going to be able to beat as good a coach as Jay Gruden twice oh, in a year. Oh man, you know. So I think they go to Washington. They have one of those all-time "what the fuck just happened" type games. They had been rolling. You know, they well, had just well, come me, off winning the Giants, one- and they have a "what the fuck just happened" game. <laughs> In Washington and lose that's to true. lose to some quarterback who they signed off the street three weeks earlier. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to go, you might not be able to beat Jake Gruden, but I'm pretty sure you can beat Colt McCoy and 
seven guys who have probably never played offensive line before. John Tim Tebow's coming out of retirement, and he's going to win a game with his legs. <laughs> um, then in week uh, 16, they will beat the shit out of Dallas at home. Like, beat them hard. It's going to be an embarrassing showing for Dallas. And then last week of the season, they head up to New York, John. History on the line. The Eagles take care of business to go to 11-5 and five and to make the Giants the third 0-16 team in the history of the NFL. <laughs> I would love that if that happened. That's How about it. that? How about That'd that? be great. How about that? Uh, man, if the Giants go 0-16, well, there you go. You can draft a, another quarterback then and God knows what else can be. John, get ready for the David Gettleman. Nobody is worse than me tour, baby. <laughs> the uh, the Jacob Fromm tour, right? The kid from Georgia. Uh, that's. Uh, I hope not. I like him. He's yeah. really talented. Uh, there's this. Take two. Uh, I think two is gonna <laughs> suck. How about that for a take? <laughs> you and Joe Gillio. There you go. Um, yeah, I like I like Lawrence. Obviously, that kid is legit. Uh, overall, though, like like I said, I think this sets up really well in the last half. Like, don't don't you think Week 16 is going to determine the division? Like, that's the game. It's going to be. Oh the end of the yeah, Cowboys. that hundred percent. And I think they win, and I think they win the division. And uh, yeah, just for fun, let's let, let's let, really yeah. Thought. I'm I'm flipping it, so I'll make them lose to. Uh, to Dallas Week 7, I'll have them win Week 16 just because it's my fantasy and I don't want them to lose the division by my weird scenario. So, yeah, and it would be more fun that way if if that ends up happening. So 10-6, and 11-5, I'm sure that's how everybody sees this when it goes and, you know, there's always like, well, this is the weird trap game and then they beat one good, uh, great team and then they lose to another great team and that's kind of basically what we've done here. But uh, it, exciting nonetheless that you kind of get a sense that football is just – uh, right around the corner is going to be that awful dead period in between, you know, June and July, and then camp will roll up. I'm getting excited again. This is when you know the schedule comes out. You've got the draft next week. It's going to be really exciting. And uh, normally we're we're there. We're live the entire time. We're going to do something a little different this year. Me and Elliot are going to just camp out at uh, at Novacare for Thursday and Friday. Uh, we'll be live streaming on Periscope and Facebook, and just kind of here and there, keeping you guys updated on everything that we're going on and. Live stream everything that's happening when picks are made, and hopefully they're made on Thursday night as uh, we'll get to talk to Howie or Joe Douglas or whoever's there to kind of sit out and uh, talk to us during the press conference and things like that. But uh, want your predictions as well uh, at the uh, GoBirdsPod at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at GoBirdsPod, at James Seltzer, at John Bartrand, at Elliot Shore Parks, who's do- about to do uh, his first WIP radio show by himself in about How an about hour and a half. How about that? So that's pretty exciting as well. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, this week, the uh, the <laughs> one thing that I always love is that, you know, Howie and uh, and Roseman, or <laughs> that's the same person, John. Uh, Howie and Roseman. Howie and Roseman. Uh, that uh, Joe Douglas and Howie Roseman sit down with everybody. And it's, have you noticed this, James, that they are, they basically have the same questions asked to them and say the same answers almost every single year. Like there's nothing really different that they have. You know, it's you know, it's best player available, and uh, this is uh, this has been our philosophy for a while, and building in the trenches and all that other different stuff. I mean, there wasn't any big takeaways that they had said to uh, that that changed my mind on anything that they've done in the past. You know, three years. Did it change anything for you this week? No, I, I thought the whole thing was really just an opportunity for High Roseman to try out his uh, comedy act. It was it was pretty good. 
<laughs> yeah, just throwing one-liners. I mean, how he is loving being a Super Bowl champ. My guy, since they won the Super Bowl, is just Mr. Fucking Hilarious guy up there just throwing out jokes and, you know, oh, what's up, Howard? How you doing, bro? Like, yeah. you know, he's just like, he's something else. Um, no, I learned nothing. I think they're really interested in defensive linemen. That's what they always do. Yeah. That was really my only takeaway. Shocking. I got to tell Joe Douglas is really bad at talking. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, the, and, and same. And, uh, you know, the only thing I took away from it was how many times that they had mentioned that they are, uh, you know, they do want to sign Wentz to an extension. They'd love to do that and get it done. And we've all kind of had our takes on that, obviously. I think as now, more importantly, as Russell Wilson has signed his deal, um, and you're just seeing other things on the horizon. Of course, the Eagles want to sign now, but if I'm Carson Wentz, there's no way I'm doing that. And if he really believes in himself, you got to go out there and be like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop my dick on the field and be like, what's up?' And uh, and and I'm gonna throw 35 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. You're gonna have to pay me 35 million dollars a year because that's what I'm worth. And honestly, if it's at 10 and six or 11 and five, you're gonna have to because that means Carson Wentz has stayed healthy and he's played really well and the, the, the more interesting takeaway I guess is and this was kind of you know gone back and forth with I'm curious what you think James about you know Ertz saying that yeah hey you know Carson was was injured real early in the year and then there's all these you know different you know from Doug saying that you know it should take like three months to heal and then it's He's still like week to week as he got up on the podium uh, the, uh, during this time too. And we also found out that Jason Kelsey's a, a goddamn warrior because he's playing with a broken leg and God knows what else throughout uh, the, this past last season here. But concerning at all uh, that Carson is still dealing with his back and we're kind of staring down the barrel of, of OTAs here soon. Yeah, of course it's concerning. Well, who would say it's not concerning? You'd have to be a... A moron not to say that it's not at least slightly concerning. Look, I think Carson Wentz will ultimately be fine. Um, I think, you know, I'm expecting a, a huge year from him, as you and I have talked about. I have um, I, I really believe in the guy. But yes, absolutely. My franchise quarterback broke his back apparently earlier in the season than any of us knew. Thanks, Zach Ertz, for not, uh, you know, not knowing when to stop talking. Um, oh yeah, he broke that shit in like week two, <laughs> and he's played through. He's fucking fine, man. Yeah, week come three, on, I guess, sorry, yeah. like so. So my quarterback broke his back early in the season, played through it, and now they said it's three months to heal. And we're like, what? Since he broke it, we don't know, but like somewhere in the neighborhood of what, like seven, eight months or something like that, mm-hmm. and it's still hurting. What? What's going on? And even if it's since he rested, since he stopped playing football, it's over five months. I mean. No, that, I'm, I'm absolutely concerned, John, and I want them to take it slow with him. I want to make sure he's fully healthy and all that. But look, again, while I have all the belief in Carson Wentz, I'm also not a fool. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm not concerned about the fact that two out of three years in the NFL, he has had serious injuries. And I, I know the ACL-PCL injury was flukish, uh, totally. Um, I'm not one who says, oh, we shouldn't run or whatever. I mean, he plays football the way he plays football, and that was a freak type of way to get hurt. But I do think that that injury and coming back too soon probably or possibly contributed to the back issue, and I don't think it helped the back issue. And I think that trying to come back from the back while still not, you know, only being you know, like, what, 16, 17 months out from the ACL, 
um, is probably a little bit tougher as well. I just think there's a lot going on in this guy's body right now that that isn't awesome. So yeah, I'm I'm absolutely concerned. Do I think it's reason for panic? No, absolutely not. But I'm concerned for sure. Uh, well, you said anybody that didn't have any concerns is a moron, right? Oh no! Tell me you don't have any concerns, well, I'm John. A, I'm a moron, man, because uh, I'm not worried about how it at could all. you not be concerned at all? Like because how? because James, unlike you, I have studied the body, and I know that in biology. Oh, okay. That, all right, Doctor Barchard. Yeah, I'm I'm stepping into my office. Are you ready for this? I got my lab coat on, and everybody needs to calm down and shut the fuck up because. Blood does not flow to your back when it is broken as fast as your legs or your arms because that is covered in muscle and blood and it's flowing and it's there and there are benchmarks when you break your back that, you know, and and Doug wasn't wrong and he wasn't lying and there has been no setbacks. If there was like, hey, uh, we checked Carson and actually it slipped out again. Well, or, how do you know? He's still not healed. They said it was going to be three months or so. Yes, it's been well over. It's been almost double no, that. No, no, it's been almost double there, that. There's benenchmarks to where it was healed. And I'm sure. Oh, do you have his medical records? Is I, that, I don't have you, his medical records, but I'm not freaking out over it either. because I said it's not a panic, but you should. You have to be concerned. How could you not be concerned? I'll be concerned at training camp if he's still not running and throwing. Then I know that there's been a setback that's why until then like it does take a lot of time for a back to heal and guess what uh don't do anything while while that's taking place or do as little as possible like he even said he's about to he started running a little bit he started throwing a little bit all of those are good signs and i know like in car, injury history for carson alone of course i'm always concerned i'm like we have so much betting on Carson Wentz. And I don't believe that the fan base has, has kind of looked at themselves and thought this way. I mean, good Lord, we said we stood up on a stage, okay, with 500 other Eagles fans during Christmas time two years ago, and we said, fuck you, to the to the two largest uh, Wentz critiquers on the Twitter.com, and guess what? They don't have jobs anymore, so we're still fucking right no matter, no matter you know, uh, how wrong or right we all are on Carson Wentz. Uh, and for the other same reasons, too, uh, that we, uh, we, I mean, the, the Eagles want to sign him now. There's no way that they, that they publicly say that without the intention of like, okay, cool, I'll sign and be like, actually, I, 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 we can't because your back's fucked up and we just want to take our time. Like, there's been full confidence in this front office. And look, that might be a sell job to cover up any concerns about his back, but I don't really believe that. And then, again, just wait until training camp to see if there's any, like, setbacks there and if he's not throwing it, if he's not practicing and putting on pads then you start getting a little more concerned about it but until then the back takes a very long time to heal and it doesn't mean that it hasn't been healing it's just taking you know a longer like nobody really knows that's and that's the other oh, thing too great that's awesome doctors don't know shit that's the other part of this doctors do, we give doctors way too much credit about what they do and don't know and if anybody's experienced that in a in the in a minor part of uh, of this wonderful healthcare system that we have in the United States, large or small, they don't know everything. And sometimes, you know, just like everything, they don't go and try and find answers. They become defensive, like, ah, shit, I spent a lot of money on this doctor. I better. I better feel like you're arguing up. against your point with this argument. No, no, I'm just saying doctors don't really know. Well, you know what? Carson might never be fucking healthy. <laughs> Who or the that, fuck knows? Or that. Yes. Okay, we'll go to that extreme too. But I do believe I do. In you know, here's where I'm on. 
your side. I do believe that we always look for the best in a situation, and we don't think of the catastrophe part at all, ever. And that's why we get defensive about things, and that's why we get very sensitive when we talk about Carson Wentz and who he is and who he isn't and all all of that. But at the end of the day, he's still going to be here, and I fully believe, again, that he is going to bet on himself, and he's going to tell Howie and Jeffrey, is like, I really appreciate it. I love you guys. And I'm going to go ball out for you, and then you're going to have to pay me even more money than, than what you're offering here, too. And this is, I guess, is there an amount of money if you were Carson Wentz that you go, okay, like if they offered Carson Wentz $30 million right now, that would be stupid to turn down, right? $30 million for the next five years or whatever? You mean per year, obviously? Per year, yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I think that, I mean, if I'm Carson with my injury history, I'm, and again, I think he's going to get paid no matter what. So, yeah, so do I. Um, most likely, you know, unless he has a career-threatening injury, um, but it's hard to turn down. If, if he, you know, if he gets something close to thirty million or right around that number, I think he'd have to consider taking it. Yeah, look, it seems all these guys want to be the top guy, and the I want to be the highest, you know, per year, the highest number, the highest guaranteed. So I don't know. I don't know what his agent wants to do. All that type of stuff. Uh, I think that'll play a big role too, but. If the Eagles offer him $30 million a year and he doesn't take it, then yes, I think that would be a foolish decision by Carson I really Lentz. just think, though, the only contract comparison for Carson <laughs> Wentz, <laughs> it's really Nick Foles, if you think about it. That's the contract comparison for Carson Wentz. Hey. What's up, buddy? Hi, hi, how Elliot. are you? Elliot Shore Parks just walking into the studio. I already... yeah, he's, all, he's all jacked up for a show tonight. Ready to go. Oh, I'm in here two hours early. What's sad, though, is I've been here for an hour. I just realized Barchard was in the studio. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> in here, in here, working. Uh, what do you think of the schedule, by the way, Elliot? I think I'm pissed at the at the primetime games. I honestly am. I think five is too much. So my biggest takeaway is last year this Eagles team with Carson Wentz at quarterback struggled to go on the road and beat good teams. Right. Yep. Early on this year in, in the schedule, at Atlanta, at Green Bay, at Dallas, at Minnesota, at Buffalo. Those are all, besides maybe Buffalo, extremely hard games. And I think for a team that's going to be gelling, that's going to have Carson coming back from an injury, you could really see a slow start. But the good news is the end of the schedule is super easy. And they should be able to recover from a potentially fun. slow start. Yeah, that's that's kind of the conclusion that we came to, too. And I actually like the first four games of the season a lot. I think that's kind of a nice little, you know, it's not too much, but it is enough of a test and kind of see where this, where this team is at. Week two at Atlanta. That's, yeah. that's like a make, I not make that, a break. A like you win that one, you start 2-0, you're really feeling yourself. You lose that one, it's going to buzzkill. Yeah. yeah, James has it as a loss. I have it as a win. I have it as a loss. Yeah, and I have I, I them 3-1 and one, but losing in Green Bay to kind of start the season. So. Yeah, I have them 2-2. Two and two. Green just, Bay, short week. That's yeah. really hard. Uh, I'm just excited we all get to go to Miami in December. So that's oh well, I was already texting with Joe from Fans of Philly. <laughs> yes, and we like, mentioned that too. Yeah. That's, that is the best trip of the year. But I will say this. Atlanta, shady good trip. Sneaky good trip. Sneaky? Sneaky good trip. It's a cool city once you're downtown. It's an awesome stadium. Primetime game early in the year. You know Carson will be playing. So I think that that could end up being the best trip of the year. Now, did he say, because uh, Green Bay is almost going to be impossible. Like, no one's going to want to travel on a Thursday night, are they? Well, we I think that? Eagles fans travel everywhere. Well, we do and no matter you, what. And if you've never been to Green Bay, I could I would think you'd get part of it. Oh, yeah. I, I think you'd get you'd get some people to go. Okay, good. We'll have to so Atlanta for sure, Miami for sure, and I think Green Bay we're waiting on, right? 
And I think Minnesota for sure. Oh, Minnesota and, and for Buffalo sure. for sure. Oh, awesome. Okay, I think he's good. doing all of them besides a division game. Fantastic. So fansofphilly.com at fans of Philly for more information with that. Um, one of us will certainly be out there for all of those uh, away games, and uh, it's going to be a good time, y'all. It's going to be fun. We're going to be debating this fucking Carson Wentz thing forever till eternity, uh, which is fine because it distracts from the debate that I really want to have with Sydney. Oh, Jones. yeah, Elliot. John's not worried about Carson Wentz's injuries, so that's good, or concerned I mean, at all. He has look, no me, concerns. And not for you, John, None. really quick. I don't know how long you've been recording, so I don't want to hold you. But we're, me, we're, we're towards the end here. Okay, yeah. so let me just really, really quick. Carson was on the back end, was on the injury report the first time with a back in October. Yeah. October, November, December, January, well, February. Well, he broke his back, like, you know. A long time ago. Well, right. I, yeah, okay. But let's <laughs> just start with October. Is. Yeah. October, November, December, January, February, March, April, at least, maybe into May. So this has been an eight-month injury that, when the Eagles first announced it, said would be three months and barely brought it up. So I really don't see how you could be concerned, how you cannot be concerned that a Thank you. bone in the back of the franchise quarterback is, by his own admission, still broken. Yeah, because the human body in the back takes a while to heal. It's been eight months. Okay. Yeah, this was cool. my argument, oh, and he, oh, he sweet. did not so, agree. So now you guys are doctors now too. So like, how no, you, you, I'm just you concerned. Like any like, normal oh. person who but hears admit, that my you're just fucking quarterback it. has a broken back. You're Still. just doing it from blind faith and hope. Well, no, no, because Elliot missed uh, Dr. John come in and, and explain to everybody <laughs> that the flow of blood to your back takes so much longer. It's why it takes so long to heal because the blood they doesn't flow that way. They said it would be three months, John. No, they said, yes, and he hit those benchmarks. Here's the thing. We, we, we can all pretend like we've examined Carson. The end of the day... Tore his ACL in 2017, broke his back in 2018. Yeah, as an injury so, concern overall, yes, right. you're always concerned about it. That's what I was saying. So you're not you're late. You're like a fucking child walking into the goddamn middle of the movie, <laughs> wanting to know the plot. No, I'm just kidding. Was, well, uh, the plot's to... not good. I'll say this: <laughs> it's a horror movie. You might want to say, or definitely a mystery, which are not two words you want uh, with your franchise quarterback. Fair, and we can debate this on Saturday, which will be on one to three on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Elliot, more importantly. You nervous right now? You're about an hour away to go on the air on your own, all by your lonesome for four hours. So I'm never nervous. <laughs> Only time I was nervous was the first time on the pod with you guys because you're so James, goddamn good together. James was he, <laughs> James was he pretty nervous on Saturday? I thought he's pretty. nervous Oh, I was pretty Saturday. nervous. Okay, a little so, nervous, a little nervous. So he's a liar. Well, look, so. look. I always think that in this type of situation, if you're not nervous, you're doing something wrong. Absolutely, is my general philosophy. 100%. Well, here's a good thing. I have 12 pages of takes written out, so I'm ready to go. All right. No oh my calls, god, I will have the takes. You will, for hours. you will not need 12. If you need 12 pages of takes, something has gone incredibly wrong. <laughs> I hope. Uh, James, any final thoughts as we're rolling out here, bud? No, I like that one. Good luck, Elliot. Yeah, good I'm luck, Elliot. for you, buddy. I, I, will, uh, this, uh... I will actually be uh, be tuning in. Yes, we are. Uh, for I, a little bit. I'm I have to wake anywhere. up in the morning, so let's not get carried away, but I'm going to tune in. And hey, uh, if you're listening to this now, me and James are going to be together the next two days. Uh, well, James is always there every day. Oh, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Midday show with Jody Cameron will be hanging out. And uh, by the way, uh, Brand new to Radio.com, starting on Monday, it's the Barchard Show. How about that? Daily podcast, just me solo. We're going to be talking about a lot of things around Philadelphia sports nationally, getting into what is going on in the city, too. Like, I don't think we do that enough. I don't think we talk about how awesome the city is. The uh, the food, the culture, the music, the arts, all that stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. And it already has the sexiest logo known to the podcast. <laughs> game. It's got the whiskey, yes, the football, the wood, everything. It's beautiful, uh, man. We are uh, still awaiting iTunes because they're low and slow, and they take forever. And I don't 
fucking understand that, but you can go to johnbarcher.com right now and subscribe on Stitcher, Spotify, and uh, radio.com as well. So for James Seltzer, for Elliot Shore Parks, who's about to bust his cherry, for me, John <laughs> Barchard, right here on Go Birds number 65 on radio.com, Sports Radio 94, WIP. We'll see you guys. James. Yeah, I'm here. Go Birds. Oh, Go Birds. <laughs> <laughs> go Birds. <laughs> oh, studio.